Welcome to the Jinju Fantasy Awards. Episode twenty something. Yeah, I think it's maybe maybe episode twenty. It might be twenty. It might be so. twenty one. Come on, we made it this far. Yeah, I'm here, the Hawk, joined by Andrew Shuttler and the Doc, in studio, to dole out some awards. That's right, John. We have uh, two sets of awards today on today's show: the NFL Awards section and the Jinju Bowl Awards section and we're going to start it off with the nfl award so this is all about the real nfl talking about real players real teams real games and real then we're going to get to the jinju bowl awards for the mid-season awards now some of you might not like this some of these are not good awards you're not going to be proud of some of these but you're going to have to accept it um first let's run down through some news in the nfl um some big news Dalton out again. Yeah. Um, Pittsburgh about to roll over Danuch and the boys. Antonio Brown back. Back with the Bucks. God Godwin, who knows where he is. What else happened this the week? 49ers in the NFL? And the 49ers got smoked by the Packers. Yep. Aaron Rodgers killing it. And uh, yeah, I think it's just sort of a... That shows you, though, that the 49ers lost all their skill position players. There was a point in the broadcast today where they brought all of the skilled players up on the screen, and it was it's about eight incredible. players. No, more than that. I think it was like 12. You've got at least three running backs. You've got three wide receivers, Kittle, Garoppolo. and Garoppolo. And then you get all the defensive players. And just anybody else on defense. It's but it kind of shows you that the NFL now will push it through. That might not have been a fair game for the NFL to push through. Because the 49ers were so depleted. But I think they're just going to do it. If you don't have the players, you got to get somebody off the street. Yeah. Also, one other thing that normally brings up a lot of excitement and changes in the league. Deadline, trade deadline day in the NFL. Nothing, nothing Yeah, quiet. Nothing happened. Um, talks of Will Fuller moving to the Packers yep. were premature. And Joko, too. He didn't go anywhere. Mm. And we hope that next week at our fantasy football party next weekend... In Jinju City, uh, that it won't be the same, and that we can get some real blockbuster trades uh, going on in person. Because it's been a bit quiet in our, in our. Um, I haven't made a trade. Well. Yeah. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I know you're all jealous out there in listener land, wanting to come to the Jinju Bowl party, and I have heard a rumor that Sound Guy Keith will be following us in the party with a microphone, asking random questions mid-party. So maybe that make. It might make it on the next week's podcast. We, we don't know. Hopefully, yeah. And that might be, you know, you might be offended. Maybe you're going to get your award certificates next week. Um, not sure. But, yeah, so we're going to jump into this midseason awards, and we'll start with the NFL because it's a bit easier. So, Super Bowl favorite award. Who do you think is going to be the favorite this year? Who is the favorite this year to win it from this point? Let's let Andrew take this first. I think, yeah, I mean, it's clear um, I, I put the chosen the Chiefs. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I think, I mean, there's other contenders. I mean, the Steelers look great. Um, the Ravens haven't looked great, but they're solid and they'll they'll get into the playoffs. Um, the Bucks, 
I also, I mean, with Brady's winning mentality and you know what he can do, um, but I just don't think you can look past the Chiefs. When they, when they turn it on, there's no other team that can compete with them. They can't, yeah. There's not many teams that can keep up. What about the Chiefs' defense, though? Have you been impressed with that? I mean, it's, yeah, yeah, not bad. The, the secondary's okay. Um, pass rush is all right. Um, but when you can score in a few seconds and just two plays take it 100 yards and have a touchdown, you don't need the defense to be amazing. Yeah. The one thing I would say about the Chiefs is that we did see early in the season, not so much recently, but early in the season, we did see in games like against the Chargers, for example, if you can just rush for and get pressure on Mahomes and then stay back with a decent secondary, you can cause them problems. It's just there's not many defenses out there that can do that with their personnel. Pretty much there's a handful, maybe, less than a handful. There's the Steelers, the Bucks. Uh, I mean, and that, that's... Who else would you put up there, really, that can do that? I think a sneaky um, honorable mention would be um, the Seahawks. Just Russell Wilson is just willing. Their, their defense is pretty horrible. It's, but It's bad. Yeah, yeah. But Russell Wilson is just playing at such a level that, like, there's games where you, they should lose, but he just wills them through. And, yeah, I think he's probably... Well, we'll talk about that later. But I think, yeah, Seahawks could be a possible um, Super Bowl contender, at least. Yeah, right. So would you be happy with a Chiefs-Seahawks Super Bowl? I'd love that. Yeah, I think that would be a great yeah. Super Bowl. That's, that, I mean, that's what I'm praying for, honestly. Mm. I would love to see Russell Wilson and Patrick Mahomes go at it. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to see that. I think, um, or Tom Brady versus Patrick Mahomes. I mean... That would be kind of the, the old West, you know, the old gunslinger. Versus the young kid. After what the happened... The storyline is insane. After what happened in 2018, where Patrick lost to Brady in overtime, didn't get a chance to touch the ball. Yeah. You give him an entire game against the old man Brady. Sign me up. A good a good defense. Like, a, the Bucks have a very good defense. It would be... It might not be so many fireworks as we think. Like, it might not be, like, a throwing game. I don't know. I think with, like, the weapons... On both sides of the offense. It could be. It could be crazy. But it might also be they might play very tight and close because the defenses are so good. Um, uh, the Chiefs' defense is largely good because they can rush. The, they do rush the passer and because they usually play with a lead. What's interesting is um, the Chiefs in, uh, is it Missouri? Kansas City? Is that Missouri? Yep. Um, they allow, I think, about... 10, 10 to 15,000 fans yeah, in the that stadium. Can change it and, in the and there's like, you can see in um, like the Seahawks, for example, like the 12th man is like very famous for like right. being a, a huge advantage. They haven't allowed anyone into, into the stadiums. And you watch the game, you don't notice it as much, but like the players must notice a difference oh, between yeah, for playing sure. in an empty stadium to having 10, 15. And so I think if the Chiefs get like the first seed and a bye, and obviously home advantage, that's huge But this I year. think, that, and this is a bit of a wild shout, I, I don't think it's unfounded. I think in the playoffs they're going to go in a bubble. I think that would be a, a good system. Um, and there was even talks that if, it, if the virus goes rampant, that this season they would let eight playoff teams in, put them in a bubble, and let them play it out. 
So an ex- even another extra wild card to the top eight teams from each division, and you'd play it kind of like a NCAA tournament. Right. Mm. Um, but I think they're going to bubble up for the playoffs. The people that are making the decisions as to if fans are allowed in, that's state law, isn't state, it? Yeah, Individual that, states. But that's why I think they're, when it comes to the playoffs, they're going to be like, okay, the game's going to be held here, 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 mm. and you can't leave. Yeah, yeah, it's a possibility, especially if it, if it gets worse over the next few weeks, but we'll, yeah. we'll see. Uh, what, uh, Doc, what, who's your Super Bowl favorite? Oh, I mean, I, I do like the Chiefs. Um, my only concern is, are we underrating the Steelers right now? I think so. I mean, they're the only undefeated team in the league. That defense looks terrifying. Yeah. And, and what Big Ben's doing with his newfound power invested by God himself um, it, it's it's pretty impressive. Honestly, Claypool, yeah. Juju, uh, you got Deontay Johnson. Yeah, Connor's looking pretty good, honestly. Sometimes though, they do let the teams back in it. They will let a team back in the game that they are that they're really beating. Like last week against the Titans, they were beating them. That game was over at halftime. They let them back in the game. That happens quite a lot, regardless of the team, though. Uh, but not if you're a very good team. I mean, even today. I mean, the game was out of hand for the um, 49ers. But obviously, if you've got such a commanding lead at halftime, you're going to kind of take a few steps yeah. back. And the other team is going to gonna kind of catch up a bit. But there is... Sometimes their offense... Their offense is good, the Steelers. But sometimes I think it sputters a bit in to- at times. Yeah. Uh, Connor is okay. Uh, the run game's okay. Passing game's much better, obviously. But it's yeah. I think that I actually like the Steelers as well uh, to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, I just Ooh. think against the Chiefs, I think that would be an interesting matchup. Yeah. Obviously, a great defense against a great offense and a team that could maybe run the ball against Kansas City. Uh, Do you I, not I think like, they can get hurt deep? They don't have the greatest secondary. Yeah, oh yeah. Steelers. Mahomes could destroy it, but it would yeah. all be about limiting the amount of possessions. Right. right? Yeah. It would all trying to like run down that clock. Mm. Um, I think that would be the idea. All right, should we move on? This has been a lot of Super Bowl talk. Yeah, let's do it. The, the next award, I think Sound Guy Keith called this the first overall pick award, and I know you were a little bit confused about this, Andrew. I was. Can you explain it to us now? Have you understood it now? Yes, so the first overall pick is essentially who or which uh, NFL team will get the first overall pick at next year's draft. Right. So who will the worst finish team. the worst team in the league? And, I mean, it's clear. This is an easy. This is easy. We could kind of shoot through this in a minute. Yeah. It's the Jets. Yeah. Right? Everybody's going to say the Jets. They are barely a football organization. Um, their owner is the ambassador of the UK. And being in this political climate, they do not know he's not really in the building to fire Gase to make those decisions. So maybe he's going to have a job next week. Uh, the ambassador, that is. Or maybe he's going to be coming back. It's quite unclear. I think the Jets' whole organization is in disarray. Also, I, I, I can kind of understand like not firing Gase at the moment. Just let him like be the overseer for this the horrible season. Yeah, just let him be the and fall then, guy. Like, clean house yeah. in the off-season. Get your new guy in. Get your new players in. Yeah. You've got the first overall pick. Just bring in a whole new... But they, if they don't fire him after this season, that's a lost Who's the GM there? Um, he, He's also Douglas, pretty terrible, he, isn't he? He did, uh, two days ago, go on radio, go, like, uh, he was asked, like, what about Gase? 
and he did support him fully. Wow. I mean, you would though, wouldn't you? You can't like. Uh, well, you might use some, you might use some pointed words, like we have to play better. This is not acceptable. He said, I 100% support him no matter what he does. That's weird, huh? That's bizarre. The guy is the worst coach maybe in NFL history. Like the, the, he's the worst, I believe he's the worst coach in NFL history who's made his le- legacy because he was the QB whisperer. But for Peyton Manning, who didn't need a QB whisperer, yeah. Yeah, who right. was the offensive coordinator, he, yeah. was, he was along for the ride. Yeah. Now, Jets haven't won a game, right? Nope. There's another New York team that's kind of struggling that has won, I think, one game. Got right? a win. Um, now, I'm not saying that the Giants are worse than the Jets, yeah. but is there a situation, a possibility, where the Jets and the Giants are kind of neck one and neck? In, for, one and 15, one and 15? It could happen, right? I think the Giants have been much more competitive. Yeah. And, like, the Giants have lost games that were close. Yeah. They fell to the Bucks by two. I think. They fell to the Steelers by three. Right. Like, they are playing. Co- it's just that they... It's Danny Dimes, bro. They're a good team, but they, they're they not good enough to make mistakes. I think if you look at both of the teams, the Jets and the yeah. Giants, they're like... It's miles of Chalk and cheese. Yeah, right. it's miles Um So the fact that they have like very similar records is crazy. Um, but... Because, I mean, the Texans have one win as well. Right. Yeah. yeah so... Yeah. The, and the Texans don't have much talent either, and they have no draft picks. Yeah. So we're looking... They wouldn't even get the first overall pick. I mean, pick. the Chargers... Have like played great. And they have one win at parts. Oh, uh, they're two, two, two wins, wins I think okay. at the moment. But yeah, they're two and five, I think, or two and yeah, two and five. And two the and Bengals six. have one win as well. They have two, two now wins. as well. Okay. Um, so I mean, and at times these teams have looked great. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're like, yeah, the the uh, the one standout team that has looked across the board horrible. Yeah, there's one team that's not competitive. Jets yeah. that never you're never threatened by. Yeah, yeah, like the Bills played them terribly. Yeah. And they still beat them. Yeah, right. All right, fair enough. It seems like that's a pretty easy award to give out. Let, let's move on then to the player MVP. And this has two sort of sub-awards. We're going to do an overall NFL MVP and then a fantasy MVP. The player, most valuable player. Yep. Yeah, the player that is the most valuable player. Yeah, right. Um, Russell Wilson. For both, the NFL. Both, oh, for both? both yeah. Okay. Um yeah, I, I would definitely agree for NFL, for fantasy, like, if we consider, like, where they were picked in the draft as, like, uh, value, okay. yeah, because but most that's valuable not... player. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, but if we are doing that for fantasy, I would say Murray. Because getting him in the third round, you have two first-round pick and a second-round pick to get, like, a running back and a receiver, and then getting Murray... In the third round. Yeah, but if we're doing it by value, there's going to be somebody in the 12th round. Or off the waiver wire. Right, right, right. Uh, Okay, right, right, right. But, like... I mean, mean, Murray's in the conversation regardless. Wilson has been consistently amazing. So is Murray, though. They're only a few points apart. Yeah. But I think Wilson's team in the NFL is better. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right, yeah. I mean, like, if you want to go Murray in fantasy, sure. 100% Russell Wilson for... NFL MVP. Yeah, I, I I'm not going to argue against that. I, I'm just going to say one guy's name, and I think you know who it is. Yeah. It's got to be Alvin Kamara, at yeah. least in the conversation yeah. for fantasy, fantasy MVP. Yeah. This is a guy who hasn't scored in weeks. He just puts in 20 points every single game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Consistent, I don't know, like 150 I don't yards. know how yeah. defenses don't can't stop him. because they, they try. It's tackling. He's good, but it is tackling because they run the same plays. Over and they just run that little, but, like a little like flare out 
um, or like a little shoot out of the backfield, or, or like, like a some, slant, like a running back stretch. Yeah, it's not. He's wide open at all the time. Yeah, I don't know how why teams haven't just marked him and make Breeze throw it deep because I think Breeze can't throw it deep. Um, I saw a stat. I think he hasn't thrown a pass longer than twenty yards in like yeah, a while, a, a thousand attempts or something yeah. like that. Yeah, but that team's five and two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he doesn't yeah. have to. It's, it's just a, a different style. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. play a very strange. It, it's like they are explosive, but they're not. They are explosive because Kamara makes people miss, and because defenses have it figured out that they do that same flare yeah. pass like. 15 times a game. I would say for, like, the Kamara-Wilson, like, fancy MVP argument, there are other quarterbacks that have, like, consistently yeah. put up good numbers. But yeah, sure. Kamara is the only running back that has consistently yeah. put up good numbers. Yeah. There's not one other running back that has put up, like, 20 points yeah, a game. This was just the worst running back season. Yeah. Obviously, a lot of bad luck with injuries. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, I was definitely lucky when I chose Kamara in the first round. I mean, not lucky. Well, you, you, you I just mean like, him. yeah, I know, but I just mean like, that, that was like a, the luckiest pick of the first round. Right, right, yeah. Well, yeah of the, big, no five, of the right. big five. Yeah, the bit top five of those, because Derrick Henry's pretty good. Yeah, right. Well. Derrick Henry's pretty good um, as well. Sure. All right, for, let, for running backs, that is. For sure. But most disappointing player. Next one. But this does not, uh, I think, pertain to injury. So yeah. injury shouldn't count. Right. Um, so in the NFL, who do you think is the most disappointing player this year? All right, th- this is a tough one, honestly. Th- th- there's a few names that come out. Um, for me, the most disappointing player in the NFL, this is just NFL and where they were supposed to be uh, based on like their talent, based on all, all this. I mean, <sighs> Kirk Cousins, the Vikings were picked to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah. And like... He is in like Dalvin Cook's having a year. Defense is bad, okay. Vikings defense is bad, but he's not really helping it. He, he's had an insane amount of picks. The only other player that maybe has more picks is your man Wentz. Yeah, well, Wentz, yeah. But but Wentz kind of he digs a hole, but then he tries he, he, gets, he digs himself out of it. And he does. He's made up for it with his, his five rushing touchdowns yes. where he's lumbering around, and he the team. Yeah, you could say the Vikings could probably win the NFC East pretty easily, right? right? Um, but right now, the Eagles are in first in the NFC East, yeah. whereas the Vikings are last in the NFC North. Maybe, I think, right? yeah. Yeah, but I mean, the Bears are doing well, and who else is in that division? Um, the, 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 Lions the Lions are above them, I think, yeah, right. and then obviously the two. But it's just that the people picked the Vikings to go to the Super Bowl. I got another player for you, and I, I know you said, you know, throw out injuries, yeah. but... I just gotta say, Michael Thomas. Well, and if, I know he was injured, but this whole fighting okay, thing. Yeah, okay, yeah, nagging injuries might be a bit different. There, there's a lot of disappointment, I think, when it comes to uh, Michael Thomas after that insane year last year. Yeah, you know, him fighting his own teammates in training. You know, you just don't want to see that on anyone in your roster, especially yeah. your your all star receiver. Yeah, because his injury wasn't season long. Like we're talking about, obviously Saquon Barkley or somebody like that. Um, yeah, it, it's not been good for them. And I think that's going to come back to hurt them if they can't get him right. Yeah. Because they can't, they won't be able to beat a team like the Steelers if they come up against them. Andrew, any disappointing players come to mind for you, sir? Um, well, if it's, whether it's fantasy or NFL, um, I went Lamar. For NFL. Yeah. 
Yeah, but he's, they're still winning. I, I know, but yeah, for kind of what he was last year. MVP and so, last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah For yeah, yeah. fantasy, sure. Lamar is not. Um, he's a middle-of-the-pack quarterback. Terry Bridgewater is above him. Yeah, he's a middle. Jared Goff's above him. But he hasn't taken um, that step where he was hitting. That's the thing about those long throws, right? Those The deep ball is that when you're hitting it, like Russell Wilson's hitting it, you are the best quarterback. Yeah, yeah. If you are off by a bit, which is very easy to be, you're suddenly a middle tier. Well, I don't see like there isn't another quarterback. Although Brady had a, a touchdown throw to Scotty Miller that was like similar to Russell Wilson's kind of like moon, moon ball. Yeah. yeah. But no one does it like Wilson. Yeah, but last um, year he was um, Lamar Jackson was hitting like uh, Hollywood Brown on like some real like deep. Yeah. Yeah, awesome yeah, yeah. basket throws. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there was a lot of those happening, and it's just not happening this year. Um, I just one more honorable mention: um, Kenyon Drake. Oh, yeah, because he was hyped up in fantasy and the NFL, yeah. like the Cardinals, like they're gonna destroy. It's gonna be a very quick paced offense, and the Cardinals' offense has been good. But Kenyon Drake has just he's not really been a part of that. He's sort of like comes in when they want. To like seal the game and plot out. Yeah, he's like a plotter. Cause he's, he had he's that quite big. Huge like end to the season last yeah. year. Yeah. Um, but it's just failed. To but there is a that. reason why he never became a starter. Maybe. Um, yeah. maybe it was Adam Gase, but it also might be that he does get hurt a lot. He has a lot of foot mm. injuries. Um, so let's move to the next one. Best defense. Yeah. Um, I think there's two really strong contenders here. They're both in the same division. Yeah. Um, it's got to be the Steelers and the Ravens. What do, you, what, what do you think? I mean, that's just my input. What do you? Th- what were you thinking, Andrew? Well, I was going to put the Bucks in there. I think the Bucks for, is in that group. Yeah, I was. I was going to say Steelers. I think for the NFL, yeah. their defense is the best. Yeah. Um, for NFL as well, I think you have to put like the Bucks in the conversation. I would agree. Although last week we saw the Giants do a kind of strange thing to Tampa Bay. I don't know if Tampa Bay weren't taking the Giants seriously, but they they. Giants were better than Tampa last week. I think the, the Giants probably deserve to win that game. Yeah, 100% um, agree. Because there was another time in that game where the Giants should have run the football out before half, but they gave Brady like a minute left, and then he got a field goal, which actually ended up deciding the game. Right. Um, so, But their defense was still pretty good in that game. It wasn't bad. They got a lot of turnovers. They get a lot of turnovers. Yeah. Um, they got good pressure. Uh, I, I put the Steelers number one. Yeah, yeah for sure. So. But I put the Ravens and the Bucks Ravens pretty Bucks similar. Are, yeah. yeah. Like, uh, honorable mention to the Colts. Yeah. Um, they, they, they obviously dipped a bit when Darius Leonard got injured. Is he back? But he's now, back now. Yeah. And with him, it's just a completely different defense. Yeah. He's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. But there is, there's three defenses in the league and that's about it. I agree. Um, nobody yeah. else is playing defense, really. The, the one thing I would add, just about the Ravens, last week, obviously, we had the Steelers and the Ravens battle it out. I was really disappointed when Judon got ejected in the first half. Okay. For for making contact with the ref. Did you see, did you guys see that? No. No, okay. So Judon got ejected in the first half. Um, there was a bit of a brawl, as there always is, in that amazing rivalry game. And Judon was getting uh, his jersey like tugged, and he thought it was a Steelers player, so he kind of like uh, lashed out to get the handoff, but it was actually a ref's hand, and he made contact. Judon is a huge player. Just for the with Ravens the hand. Team. Yeah, well, oh. it's kind of a. Did he see that it was the ref? No, he he was just kind of like 
trying to get someone off it. Well, well that's, it, no, it's stupid. It's stupid. I agree. It's that's kind of unfair. No, I think it's unfair. Yeah, yeah. I think that's yeah, yeah. unfair. But I cannot overstate how valuable is how valuable Judon is to that defense. He's on the COVID list now. And to not yeah. have him in that game, I think that's one of the reasons why the Ravens lost that. He's game. on is the he COVID second list. Second year now. Was he a rookie last year? No, I think or he's three, maybe a third, three, year. Three, third year. He's on the COVID list with. Pretty much yeah. all of their starting Green, defense Humphrey. right now. Apparently, uh, Humphreys played the last game and he knew he had COVID. Oh, wow. Yeah. There's got to be a fine then, no? Yeah. Well, a fine or a ban. Something will come Something. down because yeah. the Raiders got uh, lost the draft pick today because Gruden didn't wear his mask on the sideline. Yeah. And they got fined. And, and like not wearing a mask versus knowingly playing a game that's insane. with yeah. if, COVID. If he that's, knew when he played, that's yeah. kind of wrong. Yeah. Great um, player, but what an idiot. Holy yeah. shit. Uh, okay, yeah, so best defense, we kind of all agreed. Donkey play of the year. Now, this yeah. is the biggest play that was sort of like, that you see on those uh, bloopers. You know, bloopers for the past 10 years. Shacked and yeah. a fool. There's a, couple, <laughs> there's a couple. Danny Dimes tripping. 100%. The punches from Denzel Wims. Yep. Um, Metcalf getting the ball punched out the goal line. That was hilarious. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple plays. Uh, that cost. Now, two of those. What about Atlanta's uh, recovery? Oh, Todd Gurley. Okay, yeah. And yeah. Todd Gurley. And Todd Gurley. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the donkey play of the year has got to be that. I think maybe that non non uh, recovery of the onside kick because that changed the Falcons' entire trajectory of their season. Yeah, they was... fired the coach because of that. Right. Yeah, I mean, like the Gurley, like. Scoring a touchdown, he yeah. tried not to score a yeah. touchdown, and he scored a touchdown. Yeah. that's that's also I but, forgot but, about but that. But yeah. I can understand that at least as an NFL player, your 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 entire yeah. life, you're like get to the yeah. end zone. And he was kind of stumbling out of the tackle, so yeah, I can understand it. But yeah, that was yeah. very funny. Um, to I watch. think not picking up that ball versus the Cowboys was so egregious. That's like yeah, like a professional NFL player it not cost, knowing the rules. It yeah. cost people their, their jobs. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, yeah. It, it got Dan Quinn eventually fired. Yeah. Which honestly is a good thing. For yeah, I think so yeah. too. But um obviously the if you look at the other ones, okay, Danny Dimes, they still scored a touchdown on that drive. Mm, um yeah. it was it was funny, but they did sk- still score. Yeah. Metcalf. Metcalf, he made Met- up for it Metcalf. the next week by chasing yeah. down Buddha Baker. Yeah, so that was amazing when he chased him. Denzel down. Wims is a nobody who's going to get cut. Yeah. So, like, yeah. it wasn't he wasn't a big enough name. It's got to be the Falcons. We can almost lump those two plays together yeah, right? yeah, even yeah, if yeah. we want to. Yeah. Just, I think just they were in consecutive weeks, weren't they? Or maybe a bit apart. Yeah, but the Falcons, blew, yeah. Yeah, the Falcons blew a lot of leads. Like they that's what they do. Yeah, that's what they, yeah, that's what they did. Yeah. But yeah. they might vote for Joe Biden. Well, we'll see. <laughs> um, okay, so those are NFL awards. Nice. Yeah, yeah. when we come back, we're going to do the uh, Ginger Bowl Awards, ladies and gentlemen. And so this will be offensive. There you go. <laughs> this week at Michael Thomas's Fight Club, Matthew Judon versus the referee he struck last week. The referee wants revenge, and he's going to have it. Judon, nothing better to do. It's flying down to the Ninth Ward to fight this old man. In the second matchup, we have Trump versus Biden. Who knows? I think we just need to have an all-out fight to the finish to decide who's going to be the next president. And lastly, in our title bout, Denzel Mims versus a large 
baby. That baby's mother has given it maybe the best mouthpiece pacifier in the world. And he just can't stand it anymore. So come on down to the Ninth Ward. Underground. Michael Thomas's Fight Club. And now it's the moment everyone's been waiting for. The Ginger Bowl Mid-Season Awards. That's right, John. We have a handful of awards to give out tonight. Let's start it off with the unluckiest manager for the 2020 fantasy season. Now, I'm sure there's a few names that come up here. Everyone has a reason to feel that they've been unlucky this year with COVID, the amount of injuries to star players. It's, it's, it's really been an unprecedented season. But, uh, Andrew, who's your, what's your thought for the unluckiest manager of the year so far? Well, it depends. If, it, if we're talking injuries, there's two clear leaders. Um, I think the one that stands out the most is Martin. Um, I think out of his top four picks, Chris Carson is the most healthy. And he's on one leg. On one leg. When, when Chris Carson is your healthiest player, you know that's bad. Yeah, so obviously Martin had Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley, Godwin. Godwin. And then his fourth pick was... I can't remember, but um, injured, out. Fair enough. That's a pretty bad start. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, if we're talking, like, unluckiest manager points-wise, which I don't think really... I think at the end of the season, it all kind of evens itself out. You could say the, the old, Doc. The old Doc there, the yeah. The Doc has conceded the most amount of points. I have, and I, I've somehow managed to come up reasonably well. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I've scored a few points, but you're right. I, I respect that. I wouldn't say I've been unlucky, though, with my injuries. I think I've honestly been one of the luckier managers when it comes to injuries. I've only really had Galladay, yeah. who's sort of only played half his games. Yeah. Um, I lost Gaskin last week. That was a big hit. Gaskin's been solid. as a waiver wire pickup. That was a, yeah. a pretty big pickup for me. He's out with an MCL sprain. Who knows when he'll be back, if he'll be back this year. So, uh, yeah, I don't think I've been that unlucky. And the other unluckiest would be Rutro. But Mike maybe he, it might seem he deserves it, some would say. It's karma. I think karma. it's karma for him something, being just a bad person. Something's going on. Didn't you he say is. something about his homosexuality having some sort of like a divine uh, uh, result from God himself? Well, and that I think, would be I think something a, that Roethlisberger might espouse. Oh, that's right. Maybe we should send Mike to Big Ben's prayer group. Or Big Ben's conversion group. Yeah. I think he's a vocal anti-Semite as well. Mike is? Yeah, yeah, because I've seen some of his TikToks and there, there's a lot of swastikas in the background. Is it really? Yeah, yeah. Maybe he's just into some weird shit. Yeah, possibly. Um, but, I mean, karma, what, what goes around comes around, so unlucky, right, bro? Yeah, so obviously he picked Michael Thomas. He's only played like half a game. Um, what, what, what else has happened to Roro? Uh, Beckham. Oh, that's Michael right. Thomas. Marlon Mack. Marlon Mack. That's right. He's lost a lot of players. I mean... My, Mark Ingram has been hurt and disappointing. Yeah, I do think he probably could have bailed on Thomas and kind of stabilized his season because he has Russell Wilson, but it hasn't really worked out that well for him. Yeah, he, I, I, yeah I, I also agree that Martin is probably the most unlucky. The, the, with Martin, the, the fourth was Amari Cooper. And obviously, with Dak Prescott going down, yeah. that's just his season done, pretty yeah, much. Right. But for any, he caught one pass for five yards last week. Yeah, yeah. For any um, Cowboys offensive weapon, the season's just kind of going to be season. turbulent. Yeah. And now the luckiest manager. This is a pretty easy one. For me, yeah, I think everyone knows what we're gonna say here. Yeah. 
when when you're playing against teams that average less than 105 points yeah, yeah. against you 830 points he's conceded this whole year in 8 weeks yeah just for a in a super flex league yeah i averaged out the, for the 104 um against and i looked at my own games this year and i thought well yeah if i scored over 104 points every week except one um i would be 7 and 1 right um, so yeah, Steve is definitely the luckiest manager. And this does feel like a theme. Like, Rutro, maybe he is the unluckiest because he was unlucky last year as well. Right. L- Steve always has a low point tally against him. So maybe there is something to this unlucky and lucky thing. I would also say with Steve, he lost Dak Prescott. And then that like directly affected Ezekiel Elliott. Of course. And every other Cowboy player. But but he has Elliott and yeah. Dak. So yeah. he's lost Dak, who was scoring 35 points a week. Yeah, right. And then it directly affects Elliott, who since Dak's gone out has scored like five points a week. But sure. he's still 5-3, so, and three, Steve, or 4-4? Four and four? I think he's 4-4. Four 4-4, and four, four and four, yeah. yeah. Still, but he's, yeah. that's a pretty lucky if you've only had an 830 scored against. Yeah, it's yeah, It's yeah. unbelievable, honestly. So, so without Prescott and Elliott not performing so well, his team... Ain't looking good. It ain't looking good. I offered yeah. him Matt Ryan, but he turned his I've nose... offered him he, a few trades. He turned his yeah. nose up to me. Yeah. And um, we know he doesn't listen to this, so yeah. fuck you, Steve. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Most improved manager has got this man. He come, He's a regular on the podcast. Usually, He's a peanut gallery kind of guy. Yeah. I'd say that. That boy can speak, huh? Holy shit. Um, he'll, he'll chirp in from the background from time to time. And, and then he'll let us chirp in sometimes when it's his episode. Yeah. And when he came when he came into the league last year, he was a big-time talker. Mm. And he thought maybe, everybody's like, well, maybe this guy knows a thing or two. And he was dreadful. His he, team was dreadful. He knows his NFL. He didn't know his fantasy yeah. at that point. But this year, he has turned it around, and now he is competing for the championship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's up there. We're obviously talking about Ian, ladies and gentlemen, in case you didn't know. Um, or Fornetication. And yeah. again, the name, stupid. It, it's the worst name. Makes in the no it's, sense. It's the worst. I think it's the worst name in the league. He Googled fantasy football fun, funny team names. And that was like number 24. One. Yeah. 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 Um, that's actually a good point. Maybe we can combine this. You know, we're giving him a little bit of slack here, most improved manager. But let's also give him the worst team name award. Also, yeah, worst mm. team name in the league. Yeah. Um, yeah. The big, the big difference. got no pride. Yeah, you know, it's shameful, honestly. Yeah. But the, the big difference for me this year between last year and this year for Ian, he was way more conservative this year in the draft. He just took, like, Derrick Henry in the first round. He just took pretty, like, safe options. And he's, you know, not had any big injuries. And I think that's been the difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's move on to the uh, the regular season favorite for the 2020 Ginger Bowl League. Yeah. Now let, let let's just bring up the the, uh, the standings, and we can maybe do a little review of the standings okay. right now. Yeah. Then we can see where everyone sits. Uh-huh. I'm just gonna get sound guy Keith over here. So we've got two uh, awards coming up that kind of tie into each other. We've got the regular season favorite, and who we think is the favorite to win outright. The I mean, whole I know championship. who's the favorite to win it. Who I think is gonna win it is. Well, I think we all do. Yeah, it's easy. Yeah, it's me. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. It's what? Me. Yeah. Oh, what? Uh-huh. Well, no, it's me. Uh-huh. I mean, everyone's going to say me, right? Well, us three are all going to say me. Me, you know, like, you know that guy, me? Anyway, um, but let's do a little review of the standings. Uh, John, can you take us through the top player, please? Who's number one? So we have, now this league is tight, folks. The top six teams are five and three. Yeah. 
So we are only separated by points. It's going to come down to points in this league like it does every year. And that's why we're the best league in the world. Um, some would say that. And it's 120 points between first and sixth. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, sixth not that fifth, much. Sixth and fifth are kind of open. Yeah. Um, first place, we have four dedication. He's got the most points, five and three, obviously. Second place is the Doc. Um, third place is yours truly, myself. Fourth place is Red Rum, who dropped a bit after a pretty bad performance last week. I was so happy to see that. And let me just say, just before you continue, those four teams are within like 55 points of each other. Yeah, they're close. It, it, you could you could swap it within a week, um, which is exactly what happened this week. Well, you week. could, because I was one of the highest scorers, yeah. and then I had two weeks of just horribleness, yeah. and now I'm like down there. And Red Rum was second, or would be second, but he had just a horrible 68 week. 68 points. Yeah. Uh, Peeping Tomlinson, Andrew's team, is yep. fifth. And then Dale Manning is squeaking his way in at sixth. I honestly don't know how he's five. How he has the same record as us. It's pretty incredible, honestly. He yeah. came within like a, a point or two of, of beating me. Remember that yeah. week yeah. two yeah. game yeah. when Kamara just went nuts? Well, he beat me by less than a point. Yeah, so like Dale could be he could make it, yeah, six and two right now. Yeah, if he'd beat me, he'd be six and two top of the league. But he could also be two and six, right? Um, but now there are more dangerous teams. Like Bagoa's team is much more dangerous than Dale's. Yes, um, I agree. I think Bagoa's team is underrepresented in the standings. And if Bagoa wins this week, he's definitely going to jump into sixth. Then we have um, Shibby, who is fading fast. Yep. Cool guy shorts who's fading fast, which is Brian, and that's because he's had some injuries this week, obviously with Kittle. And now yep. this is Samuel gonna... Wilson, the champion, ain't gonna repeat. I don't think so. He's fading. Yeah, his team is fading hard. Yeah, sorry, Samuel Wilson. Yeah. Um. Now I think this team's on the rise. Yeah. I think the Jinju slugs. Yeah. Ho- like run by the commissioner. They could get another win. They moved to three and six. One hundred and forty-nine points they scored against me last week. They can move to three and six. After this week, and they could be, you know, who knows? Now, now remember, ladies and gentlemen, the commissioner started, I believe, 0-4. Yep. Is that right? Yeah. He made that big blockbuster trade that will come up soon. Uh, but basically, we'll talk about it later. But anyway, he made a big trade. Now he's in a position where he could potentially. I mean, it would be wild, but there is precedence for it. Three years ago, I started 0-4 and came back to make the playoffs with the sixth seed. So it is totally possible. It's possible. He's got to work on that point scored, but he's he's over his a thousand, point. which Shibby and, and, and Brian are not. So Yeah, I think his points total by the end of the season will be better than Dale's, Shibby's and Brian's. Um, just based on the fact that those quarterbacks are very reliable that he has. And then the the bottom two are the two people that we talked about for most yeah. unlucky managers. So I think we don't need to really yeah, we don't talk need about to it. rub it in too much. But I mean, we could say that the rut row glue factory is not the best team. All right. Yeah. So um, the whole reason that we did this review was to decide who do you think is the favorite to win the regular season, i.e., the the best record and highest points scored. John, who do you think? Uh, who's gonna win the regular season will most likely be for dedication. Why, uh, sir? What are, you, what are your thoughts on that? Who is championed by... Ian himself. Ian Atkins. Now, I think that because... Well, Red Rum is also a threat. Red Rum's team is quite good. But let's run through Ian's team, and why do you think it's so good? 
Ian's team is good because it does have some depth, which I think that uh, um, Niku's team is kind of lacking in. Um, and that's the only thing that worries me about it. Right, so as a backup quarterback, he's got Jared Goff. His backup uh, tight or his bench running backs this week at least are Latavius Murray and Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt's on a bye. Sterling Shepard looked okay last week. Mike Williams looks pretty good from week to like if you can get him on a right week. Mike Williams is the wide receiver vintage bicycle of this yeah. league. Yeah, right. He's just been passed. Like he's been passed around from team to but team. But the thing is, he and does no one wants to keep him because he does really well when he's not it's, in a lineup. It's when one on, one off, one when on. When he's one not off. being yeah. started, he does well. Yeah, I think Ian. He's built a sizable points lead, mm. or fifty points is a pretty good points lead, and he should. Uh, be able to take it. I'm a, it I'm, is 30 points, not 50. 30? Yeah, okay. I'm playing against Ian on in week 13, so the last regular season game. Um, so that's going to be interesting to see. Let's talk a little bit about Nico then. That was the other player you mentioned. Yep, Nico's team is good. His yep. starting squad is really good. Yeah, he, he, I mean, he's made a few massive trades, which again, we're going to get on to very quickly. But when you have Kyler Murray, Murray CMC, James Robinson, DeAndre Hopkins, Devontae Adams, and Darren Waller as your starters. That's and, a scary-ass team. Yeah. Um, his second quarterback is also, I think, pretty good. And the Ravens' D. Um, and the Ravens' D. Yeah, he has... Uh, not Nick Mullins. He's well, got Joe better, Burrow. Yeah, he's got Burrow, who's on a bye this week. But yeah. his bench is... And Antonio Brown to come back. But his bench is a bit weaker. Because uh, Henderson took an injury. Breida doesn't play anymore. Goddard has been banged up. Antonio Brown, who knows? We don't know. Yeah, we don't know. Gaskin is injured for at least three weeks, though, so Breida could see a little uptick in Could play in a bit. Um, but, yeah, but he's my... injured. Breida's injured. He's yeah. always injured. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> he's constantly injured. All right, um, so let's just talk about why uh, I'm not the favorite, John. Um, After all well, the let's, adversity. Let's, let's see, your, see team. your team. All right, uh, let's bring it up. Why not? Let's, let's cut into your team. Why not? Alright, so, well, yeah, bring it down for me. I'm not going to talk my team up. You tell me where, what, what, what's, what's good and what's bad, John. Well, obviously, Kamara's good. Wide receivers are good. Um, tight ends, question mark. Yeah. Big it, question mark. It's a wasteland for it's me. A, yeah, for you, I think you have a problem with the tight ends. I year in and year out. I just hate the position. Um, so. Who have you? Ha- who did you have prior had, to Tonya? Oh, well, Gazicki. I had Gazicki. Yeah. And yeah. I had to drop him for some bullshit COVID reason. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um... Yeah, and this week, uh, yeah, I, I'm not in love with Kirk Cousins as well as I said before. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, yeah. I think where where you and and, and the defense, defense, yeah, yeah. The defense, yeah. Um, you don't have. I mean, you're obviously like streaming a defense kind of week to week, seeing right. what's happening. Um, you don't have a, even though Kirk we said earlier, yeah. possibly like the most disappointing player he in the NFL. Points, he so. he gets he's at a couple games of like two yeah. points for you. But yeah, uh, let's bring up old Kirk right now. With uh, defense and tight end being weak. So um, he, he's the quarterback 25 on the year. Yeah. Ooh. Not great, not great. That's but as your second good. QB in a super flex league of 12 people... A quarterback 25 is not good. It's not... It's, it's, it's like the, the worst... It's the worst possible... Second one, quarterback yeah, you could have. Second one. Right. Yeah. But I think the one thing that you guys are undervaluing is that his job is guaranteed. Yeah, he's going to play probably every week. But when you look at someone like Minshew, Garoppolo's obviously gone. Minshew's gone. 
you know, they're, but, but they're, they're, they're not higher than Minshew, I think, is probably higher than really. Minshew. I, I be, believe yeah. so, yeah. I think he's maybe like definitely not 21 proper. or 22. I mean, Kirk Cousins had a one point game, which just brings he and he hasn't had like a blow up game, I don't think. No, I mean, when 26 he, is not really blow up, right? No, that that and that it's was a, it's an above average re- good game, yeah. Kirk Cousins is not great, don't get me wrong. Um, but tight end with tight end with Cat and Kirk here. And with the de- streaming defense. But if yeah. you can catch the right defense late in the season, your team could definitely win. Has a chance of winning. And with Galladay out, it's hard. Yeah. That Galladay injury, I hope he gets better soon. Because, honestly, having those three wide receivers, I think, is the strongest part yeah. of my team. Yeah. Plus, yeah, obviously, yeah. Kamara. Um, the one thing I'll say about the old Cleveland defense, boys. I do like the Giants and the Jets. Week 15-60. If you get there. If, you if get I get there. To, exactly. If, get if I get there. You'll probably get, get to 15. Oh, well, 14 is the first week of the playoffs. Yeah. And you can't play them. No, I cannot. Because uh, they're playing the Ravens. Yes. If you get to 15, 16. If you get, if you get a bye, then you don't have to worry about yeah, week 14. you don't have to worry about We'll see. Yeah. I mean, like, there's definitely, I think the top four people now are have a chance to win it. I think I probably have the lowest chance to win it because I have some injury Injuries that are going on out of the top four. Out of the top four, um, I, I'm just gonna say this: next week, Nick Chubb and Joe Mixon return to my team. So if you look at my if you look at my starting team, Aaron Rodgers, Joe Mixon, Nick Chubb, Keenan Allen, Adam Thielen, um, Rob Gronkowski. Then in the flex, it's it's a toss up between like a possible wide receiver. And uh, Cam Newton and Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, at I mean, full strength, my start, my starting lineup is it's up, up, there. up there with the best. It's I think there. mine yeah. is too, but like, there's always going to be injuries. Like you throw, give me Miles Sanders, uh, like at full bore, he's got like he's averaging what nearly seven yards a carry. Give me uh, Debo or Ayuk not being on the COVID. Get right. like you know, I I think. But I'm just saying like I haven't had a full strength team for like me a neither. lot of the season. Me neither. But we're still here. And yeah, that's yeah, the difference. Yeah, yep, yep. Exactly. You have to make move. That's the difference is making the savvy moves, finding the guys on your roster who can g- get you to win. Plug in some gaps. Plug in yeah. gaps. Try to find guys. Find yourself your Damian Harris's. Find yourself, you know, anybody to help you get some Justin points. Jackson. Justin Jackson. Yeah. Find those guys and you can win. Fair enough. So I think we can do this next award in about five seconds. John Hawk, who's going to win the 2020 Ginger Bowl? Myself. Andrew Scheller. Uh, me. Yeah, and uh, obviously you all know that the Doc's going to win this here, ladies and gentlemen. That's why you tune in every week and listen to my beautiful voice. I am going to say, just a quick little... Uh, so I've already beaten the Doc this league, uh, this this year. With huge asterisks all over that match. And I'm now up against Hawk, uh, our other co-host. And it's looking like it could be a clean sweep for the Peeping Tomlinsons well, we'll in, right. in, in this podcast. Yeah, yeah, it's just a shame that you're down in like sixth position. In yeah, the by, by points. By points. Those are points. Quite is, this year. Points is, yeah. is the most important thing, I think, this year. I, I, yeah. Because when it comes down to it, it's going to be, the records are not going to be enough to but separate people. My uh, fall from grace in two weeks Shows how quickly and easily it yeah. can happen to any team. Exactly. And I think yeah. nobody's going to get double-digit wins this year. No, absolutely. I, I, no, no. So like, no. the teams think, are too good. I yeah. honestly think eight win, eight win, a team with eight wins will come in first place. Could possibly, it, yeah. It could be. Yeah, yeah. That's what I think. And seven could be enough for the playoffs, but not enough as well. 
Yeah. There's going to be a team with seven that might not make it. Yeah. All right, let's move on then, ladies and gentlemen, to the best trade of the year. Uh, best trade was probably, for me, Niku getting himself, um, he got Devontae Adams. Yeah, and what did and he Matt, pay for it? He got Devontae Adams and Matt Stafford yep. for Deshaun Watson and, and uh, T.Y. Hilton. T.Y. Hilton, who is Ugh. a shell of a player. He's useless. I'm going to say, um, with that trade, I, I know uh, Commissioner wanted a quarterback, but he was so shallow, at, like he had no running backs. Why didn't he ask for Deshaun Watson and Melvin Gordon? Yeah, Gordon or something like that. Like, that would have made so much more sense. Gordon, Henderson, Mike Davis, James Robinson. Yeah. You probably could have got him. I think that... Because Niku wanted Devontae Adams so much, he would have given him yeah, one of his other yeah. running backs. I think that that was a poor like, negotiation. Wanting to get, like... Yeah. T.Y. Hilton, he looked hot. I think this he was didn't week look four. Good. He never looked good for week four, two years. Yeah. He hasn't yeah. looked good since Andrew Luck retired. Yeah, and Philip Rivers as his quarterback. There's right? a stat. He has not had over 87 yards receiving in a game since Andrew Luck retired. Mm. Andrew Luck retired two years ago. Yeah, and I know um, the commissioner, he'll say he had Devontae Adams last year, and it was a bit of an up-and-down season for De- Devontae Adams. A lot of injuries... That's a terrible and, decision, though. I know. I Based know. on that, it's he, a terrible decision. Well, he, he said, it, it, I, for, I don't want to speak on his behalf, but from what I heard, he was, it was more of like a, a gut decision rather than like, it was his heart rather than his brain. He was like, I've been burnt too many times by Devontae Adams, mm-hmm. so I'm going to go all in on quarterbacks. And to be fair, since uh, uh, Deshaun Watson has been on his team, Deshaun Watson has got like almost 30 points every game. How has Devontae Adams done, though? Well, exactly. That's he's gotten it. a couple Devon- 35 Yeah, Devontae games, Adams has just exploded. Which, he's the wide receiver one. Yeah, and you yeah, have to remember what did uh, Niku do with Matt Stafford, who is not playing that well either, to be fair. Uh, he took him and he traded him for Kyler Murray. Yeah. So uh, Part of a trade. Part of a yeah, trade, yeah. yeah. But that... He, yeah, that trade, I mean, that trade was a bit more equal, I think. Yeah. But it was... He, he, he got a better quarterback than... Stafford in the end. Right. And I think this award is two sided. Exactly. Yeah. It's best and worst trade or the most uneven trade, right? Yeah. It's got to be good for Nico getting Devontae. And I'm sorry, Commissioner, but I think this might be the worst trade for you. Yeah. In yeah, terms yeah. of value for what you got back. Because, yes, I love um, Deshaun Watson, but giving away Devontae Adams. I think is is a, a season ender for you. Yeah. The only thing I would say is if he didn't do the trade at all, he'd still have Adams and Stafford, and Stafford performed has performed okay as a QB two. Uh, yeah, he's the, been okay. as a QB two. He's fine. Yeah, yeah, but he's very underwhelming this year. The only thing with with Commissioner is like Lamar hasn't been like worth his like first round pick. Right. Um, and so Commissioner's like struggled at running back. So that's the thing. If if he asked for a running back, a starting running back, he already had Lindsay, so he wouldn't have asked for Gordon. I understand that. But like Robinson, yeah, Just Robinson somebody. Yeah, and somebody. Watson, or Mike, I think even Mike Davis was Mike Davis. turning yeah. out games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You grab him, you get a couple wins. You worry about what you do with Mike Davis down the line. Who the hell knows what's going to happen with CMC? All right, fair enough. Um, let's move on then to the waiver wire. The best and worst waiver wire acquisitions. I'm um, sure. Uh, well, there's yeah. a few big names that come up here for sure. Best waiver wire acquisition. You gotta love that young boy playing for the Chargers under center. Uh, that is the best one because, like, yeah, other QBs have been picked up, 
um, Dalton, Danuch, right? Um, Mullins, Mullins, Herbert, but yeah, Herbert is the one who he's provided the most return on investment. For sure. He was 40 bucks. The fact that you got him for 40 is insane. Andy Dalton was 80. Yeah. And he can't even get in the field. Mullins was 30 this right. last week. Right. Let me ask you this, John. If we were redrafting a Superflex league right now, where would you take Justin Herbert? Same area as Josh Allen. So no. We, no, you don't think so? Yeah. Well, wait. Based, you Consi- know the scores. Considering what Josh yeah. Allen has done this year, yeah. great September, and then pretty average yeah. since then. Josh Allen got taken, like, pick 14. No, no, he didn't. No, I don't no, think he got picked in the third round. Oh, in the yeah, third? I think it was the third round. Yeah, yeah and didn't, didn't uh, Ian uh, snipe sorry, you. Sorry, sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ian yeah, yeah. It was you, right? Third round, third round, yeah. yeah. And then um, you got Rodgers, which honestly uh, worked out well for you. Yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. That, worked, that is the area where Herbert should, uh, should yeah, go. Yeah, third or fourth round, yeah. Um, yeah but I mean, yeah, he would go, if we know every score he was going to get, he would go probably number one overall. Because he's that good, Herbert. Yeah, but well, again, his scores are that good as of now. Like Baker did a similar thing when he came in as a yeah. as a rookie. Yeah, well, a lot and of it, rookies have. Yeah, we let, can go through it. Yeah, let's wait and see. Because I mean, Danny Dimes, a lot of turnovers last year, but was a fantasy monster. Yeah, at, scored at like points. a lot of touchdowns. Joe yeah. Burrow is doing very well. Are they winning games? Her, not really. Herbert doing very well, not winning. The second year, and you're right with the Baker thing, he was amazing his first year. Second year, he was so bad. Yeah, yeah. I think there is some growing... A lot of that growing, was down to coaching, I think. Yeah, but yeah, I think there is some growing pains. Te- the defenses will catch up to you in your second year. Yes, and also I think part of it is Lamar also, Jackson. Lamar Jackson, now, obviously his third year now. The one thing I'll say about the Baker versus Herbert thing, there is a mental dimension to this that I think actually Herbert might... Be a little bit stronger mentally than Baker Mayfield. Well, the thing that differentiates those two to me is like Baker had all the hype. Was it Oklahoma? He came yeah. from. He yeah. he was like the the star in right. Oklahoma. Right. But and he was he an, un, but he he has, an underdog star because he, he walked on. He walked the team. on, but then he had like all the commercials, yeah. all like the commercial deals. Herbert. Obviously, he played for Oregon and Ducks, a huge team. Market but e- is much smaller. But everyone Diego. said that Herbert is a very like kind of calm or, and collected. In, but even in San Diego, oh, right, both yeah. those markets where he played are kind of smaller than where Baker played. Baker won the Heisman. Yeah, yeah. Justin Herbert didn't win the Heisman. Yeah. Right. And also, I think he is a more introverted, quiet, yeah. chill guy. That's what people say about him. And I think that's honestly better for him. Yeah. I think Baker's a lot of Baker's stuff is mental. Yeah. yeah. But I, I do kind of put Jackson with more with the second year because he didn't play that much as a rookie. He played half the season, right? Yeah, he, he, he took over like maybe okay. week nine or something. Okay, yeah. Who? Baker? No, no uh, Jackson. Jackson. So I think Jackson is oh, also yeah. hitting his sort of quote-unquote second-year slump. slump. Yeah, it is right. a slump. It's a real thing. The defenses will catch up to you. But and also, it's not even a slump. He's still doing okay. It's just Jackson's like compared okay. to last yeah. year, which is like... But it's a like saying, yeah. you yeah. see what the quarterback can do going forward. We'll see next year, but yeah, you'd pick Herbert top five if you knew what he was going to do now. Yeah, if, yeah, yeah. but like realistically, around where Josh Allen's. Do you be. think um, Baker Mayfield? He was the first pick, wasn't he? Yeah. And so what? That's about thirty million. But they do say guaranteed. that Herbert. So Herbert went back for his senior season. Um, if he went out as a junior, 
he would have been the first overall pick in that same year as I believe ba- it was no, it not been that Baker. year. I think it was um, Josh Allen's year. Yeah, uh, which is that is the same as Baker's year. Yeah, oh, is it? Yeah, I think. Mm. Yeah, so maybe he might have been the first overall pick in two thousand uh, nineteen. Nineteen. Yeah, like that's what they they say. So um, like the Daniel Jones year, right, 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 and the Dwayne Haskins and uh, the Kyler Murray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They say if he went out at that same time, he would have been in the in the running. Well, he would have been maybe first or second. Mm-hmm. So um, the only the thing, the reason I bring it up is, do you think he's made more money from progressive or from his rookie contract? Progressive, probably. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Uh, but I'm not sure. <laughs> um, yeah, so that that would probably be the best for me, Herbert. The right, right, right. Waiver wire. The worst waiver wire acquisition. There are two big contenders. Yeah. Uh, three. Okay, three. Um, two. So first we have Naheem Hines, seventy-seven dollars. Not re- for a third down back. Number two. Oh, oh, oh. Let's quickly just talk about Naheem Hines. But we, I think we can oh, circle oh, we're back. Go back. Let's circle okay, back. Sorry, Let's sorry, give sorry. the three worst okay. that we all know. Yeah. Naheem Hines, seventy-seven dollars. Number two. Andy Dalton, so far, 80 bucks. 80 bucks. Yeah. Number three, the Washington football team's defense for $31. Yeah, yeah. uncontested. And I think week uncontested two, 31. week yeah. one, week two. Yeah. So those are all terrible options. You want to talk about Naheem Hines? I mean, well, this is I, honestly a mixed bag because he's done nothing apart from last week, really. Well, first, the first week he scored 23 points. Right, right, right. And that's why he was such that's a big player. That's why the price went up. Yeah. Um, the only thing I want to say is that Dale has... He's been available for the past four weeks for free. Dale picked him up first for $77. Right. No one else wanted him this week, but he still decided to pay $3 for him. Yeah. And $3 is nothing, I know. But overall, he's paid $80, 80% of your $100 percentage... Or, or total. He just loves um, Naheem Hines. For Naheem Hines. And I actually don't think he's played him in a game. No. Yeah. That makes perfect sense for Dale. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fair enough. Obviously, the, the Washington defense, I mean, that's hilarious. The fact that it was uncontested. We all love the commissioner on this show. He, you know, we're all delighted that he's going to have a baby that will eventually join the Jinju Bowl in 20 years' time. But... Some of those decisions that Commission has made this year, maybe the fatherhood thing has got to his head. I just can't understand why he would ever pay $31 for the Washington team defense. And also, Dale's explicitly linked to the other horrible waiver wire pickup. Dalton. Dalton. Yeah, right. Uh, and we talked about it last week, so we won't have to go into it much more. Um, but yeah, Dale seems to be at the center of a lot of wave wire action and I know he likes it he likes it he's a big trader he's a big wheeler dealer from right. Essex right right he loves right. a bit of the action right I'll give you this I'll give you that throwing out trades at three in the morning yes um and that's why we love Dale and that's why he's a wonderful member of this league but he sets himself up for humiliation humiliation and Honestly. ridicule yeah yeah. And that's why we love him also. Because, yeah, you know, yeah, that's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Dale Manning, you better come back on the podcast. And, so and we need you. He's been ducking. A lot of people, by the way, a lot of people, I want to just interject myself here. Is that a lot of people have been ducking the podcast. Like, oh, I got kids. Yeah, I got a couple kids too. I don't uh, never see them. Yeah. But I still do the podcast. Right, exactly. Like, there's a, you know, 
you got to come on and defend yourself just because your team isn't performing that bad and we're going to make fun of you. Well, there is a bit, of, there's a shame element here that I think cannot think, be yeah. understated. People are embarrassed to come on when they're not in the top, you know, eight teams yeah. or whatever. There's no shame, ladies and gentlemen. You just got to own what's happened, especially if you've had injuries. Come on to the podcast. Because pretty much right now, the only people who want to come on are Ian or Niku. So <laughs> it's not really working. And Mike via, and Mike, via yeah. Zoom. But that's just because he wants to, you know... Get drunk on cash and, and cheap soju. Yeah. Um, and uh, what we were saying about Dale, like obviously we give him a lot of shit. But what was so great about Dale in the past is that he just he takes it like a sponge. And he, he just soaks <sighs> it all up. And he doesn't care. And right. he just gives it out. But... At one point this year, well, this which us leads on us on to our final... This is the last award. Award. Yeah, the biggest hissy fit award for the Ginger Bowl 2020. Now, I don't know what transpired between these two gentlemen. And I think Michael Thomas has um, reached out to both of them to see if they want to go down the ninth ward. Which I think they should, honestly. Which I think that might be a matchup in the future down the line. If, uh, you know, we can get it going on. But something happened between Senior Wilson and Dale Manning that led to the biggest hissy fit of the year. Yeah, and in case you were just listening out there and listening to land and you were not involved in the group chat, John, can you remind us what happened in this incident, sir? So, within the group chat, there's a lot of banter. But between Senior Wilson and Dale Manning, there must have been some private conversations. Right. Senior Wilson... As a man of honor. I agree. Said, I will not bid for Andy Dalton. Little did Dale Manning know, Senior Wilson is not a man to be trusted. Yeah, he's been taking too much advice from baby brother Wilson. And if you've, if you've heard anything baby brother Wilson has to say, that man strangles babies. While, maybe, while sending messages to podcasts. Yeah. And maybe that baby is the baby that Denzel Wims is going to fight. We don't even know. Um, but he did promise that he would not be bid for Dalton. And yet, of course, he did, and he outbid Dale hilariously. By a, about a dollar. And he took Dalton from him, even though Dale had more than enough money to cover everybody in the league. Some people twice over. Right. And Dale rage quit the group chat. Without a word, he rage quit. Now, was, was that all that happened? There was no words between them Oh, he all? might have said Brian. And then he rage quit. No? And he, there was no words at all you can remember nope. this, sir? All he right. just quit. He rage quit. Um, but I spoke to him at the exact same time, um, offering Kyle Allen, because I had a spare QB, and he said, nope, fuck this, I'm done with this shit. Oh, yeah. now that's a huge hissy fit. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That is a hissy fit. Um, this reminds me of a bit of a... Somebody who used to be in the league. Oh, and I think we should maybe name the award we might have after to name, this individual. We'll name the award after this person, and, and we'll say that, you know, Dale is very similar to this person this year. Oh, what a deep burn. Ooh. What a deep burn. And the, the Lowell Sanborn, biggest hissy fit of the year, goes award. to Dale Manning. Dale yeah. Manning. Can we just clarify the, the reason that Lowell left? I don't know if you remember... I definitely remember. Was because Niku called him a... Oh, C-word. Something rude. I yeah. remember it was, 
Yeah. Certainly not for this podcast. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. A C word. And obviously we wouldn't say that to any of the members now. Right. Because they're all like wonderful people. Um, Although they got to stop using their kids as excuses. I will say that, yeah. Family, a family's yeah. not a, an excuse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't... The podcast comes first. I, I, if I can, I just want to add one more award, and it's the uh, Participation Award. Oh! Um, and I, I just want to... I want to say, Senor Wilson, the Participation Award. Yeah. Because he's gone from champion last year to just kind of... Floating around, doing nothing. Right, but, and he's active yeah. on the chats. He's active on the chats. Oh, he more than last year. More yeah. than last year. Last year he was like a, he was a clam. He's quietly a, dominant. Ba- yeah. Quietly yeah. dominant. Ba- last year. Baby Wilson is like his his younger brother is like calling into the podcast, but Senior Wilson is just just calmly just taking part in he's the league. He's happy with you know not being a champion. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. I, I don't understand. I yeah. think we need to get him on. I think he needs to strive for excellence. Yeah. Alright, well then Brian, if you're listening to this podcast, and Brian, I know you listen to this podcast. He's definitely listening. I see those numbers, baby. Yeah. Brian, you need to come on next week and uh, let us know what's happening with the babies, what's happening with your team, how you're going to make the playoffs. you got to let us know exactly what's happening Is in your life, sir. Is baby bro Wilson really in charge of senior Wilson's team? That's what I want to know. Wow, the puppet master. The puppet master. The younger brother. Some say the younger brother. I don't think I don't think there babies. is a younger brother. I think it's senior Wilson putting on a voice. Holy <laughs> shit. Yeah. And yeah, strangling yeah. His, his own baby. <laughs> wow. You, yeah. you, you heard that it here is, first, ladies and gentlemen. Well, this is bigger news than when people thought Bagoa was the commissioner. Yeah. Busted. I don't think I don't think Senior Wilson has any siblings. Whoa. Okay. I don't even think he's from Philadelphia. It, well, he's not. Oh, he's, he's from, from New somewhere Jersey. in New Jersey. But yeah, but he's from I'm not really sure. It, it might track. This might catch some track. We'll see. We'll see. We'll definitely need to get him on the podcast next week, then. I think so. I Especially mean, considering Pennsylvania has been such a... A letdown in this election. Yeah. Or well, we'll see. It could turn the tables. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's still a close call for I just, such a. Never mind. I just wouldn't trust. <laughs> this isn't that, a political. Sh- this says. isn't a political show, folks. That's right. So let's you didn't cut it come off here, here for politics. Yeah. Let's cut it off real quick before I get upset and passionate about why our great leader Donald Trump should win the 2020 election. John Huck, can you sign us off. Um. And at this, our mid-season point, we just want to remind everybody there is a party next week in Jinju. Um, I know We know Martin's uh, big into it, so Martin, come on down. Uh, if you are coming from afar, uh, you are welcome to stay at Kevin McGarrity's house. He lives not very far from here. Got two rooms. Gajadong Greenbill Apart, uh, nineteen oh two. Yeah, he's got a he's got a he's got two rooms. He got a couple extra dildos. He's got he's got a bathroom. He's got a dungeon too. Yeah, I think he's got something. He's I, got, yeah. I heard he makes a great breakfast. Uh, some would say that, yeah. But yeah, there was some problem with his toilet last time. Um, anyway, yeah, you could stay at his house. So come on down. Now, I just want to say, have a good week, guys, and uh, yeah, let's keep it going, and uh, let's hope this season continues. And by the way, if you are a listener. And you took our advice, you'd currently be, our, our combined totals are 15 and 9, right? So yeah. Right. Yeah, you should probably listen to this podcast. You should podcast listen. We are pretty successful. And do what we say. Yeah. And if you don't, well, fuck you. Yeah. Hootie hoo! YOLO! Skate, skate! Keep on going deep.